Hey everybody, this is Chad. Before we start the show, a couple things. We have a fantastic guest. I'm so excited. Sai is here. Don't worry, but we're both here talking to a guest and this episode gets serious in some points, but I couldn't stop laughing because I was like, finally, someone's family is as fucked up as mine. Maybe even more so. This is so fantastic, some of the stories. I'm excited for you to hear it. Also wanted to let you know that I am performing and recording for Epics uh, in Los Angeles. It is this Thursday, the 28th. If you want tickets, they are free. I know I said traveling for comedy is stupid, but then if you remember, I also came back and I rebutted it. And I said, I didn't rebut it. I, I, I took it back. Um, I said that, uh, you know, I just felt weird when it, when it happened for me because I, I got some issues going on. But here's the deal. You want tickets. They're absolutely free. You go to tblus.com. That's TB like Tampa Bay. tblus.com slash unprotected sets. S-E-T-S. Unprotected sets. It's being uh, filmed at the Mint. It's a jazz club. Only 125 people. It's on Pico Boulevard in Los Angeles. I'm super excited about it. Uh, so I hope uh, if you're in the area, I hope you can make it. Let's start the show. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels, and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Hello, thank you for coming back, whatever day you're listening. Happy that day. Across from me, as always, is my greatest friend, Cyrus Amundsen. Hello, Chad. It's good to be here. We're nearing local elections in Ohio, and I cannot wait. What a time of year. I have the biggest gaggle of fucking morons walking by my house with pamphlets <laughs> trying to get me to vote for and it, either party i don't care the, is there i understand everybody like anybody who's passionate about politics is like vote local that's where you make the difference I, this is a fucking c squad walking through my neighborhood trying to get elected to local shit I love this more than anything. Guess who runs for local elections? The sort of people who can't win a bigger election. Carol, <laughs> you suck. Get off my lawn. Maybe sidewalk. So I, um, um, I have to say something quickly. Remember how I've been working on myself and trying to not have Chad in public moments and really getting better? Well, it turns out I'm always going to have Chad in public moments because... Now that I am a positive human being, I can't stand negativity. So now if you're being negative, that turns me into a Chad in public moment. I had a woman in front of me on the airplane. We were, we were on the tarmac and we didn't leave for an hour and it was hot on the plane. And every 10 seconds, she would make the person she was flying with lift her, uh, her headphone off her ear. And she would say something like, oh, my God, it's still so hot. Uh, what are we going to do? We're never going to get there. And she kept doing that. And we, by the way, we were going to fucking Fargo. So who cares if we never get there? And she is nonstop. And so finally I go, lady, turn your attitude around or shut the fuck up. So I, there's nowhere for me to go. All of a sudden I'm this positive, positive spirit for the universe. And now I can't stand negative energy. I don't know what to do. Well, I so, remember off air throughout the pandemic when you were like, I don't think I'm going to get mad at people anymore. And I was like, I don't think you realize how pandemics work. You have not been exposed to the realities of the like you got stuck in a bubble and now you are back out in the world and a world that I think the, the last 18 months has just increased I think people right now are so willing to be like, hey, you know that shit I used to be ashamed of? Why don't I just <laughs> fucking slather that out there? Why don't I just fucking rip it into public as much as I can? Yeah, it, it was brutal because then her husband yelled at me. Fargo has a very small parking lot for their airport. <laughs> and then her husband yelled at me and I dropped my bag. Like I just let go of my bag and turned around and started walking. And then they got in their car and by the way, I had slept two hours. I have a cold, mm -hmm. uh, COVID negative. Mm -hmm. I have a cold. 
And so I look like an absolute zombie. And so they just drove away. And I thought, what are you doing? This is like, you're, I think you're lucky you're in Fargo. Because here's, here's, let me tell you, when I die, here's going to be the news report. A uh, local comedian shot and killed. That's absolutely how it's going to go. I'm going to end up closed casket because I have too big of a, a gunshot wound in my body. And then All right. after your dad finds out that you've passed and assumes your identity, the paper will have to print a retraction. Mistake, local comedian actually alive, used car for sale. <laughs> Ages 19 years in process. Uh, okay, listen, guys, I'm very excited about this. I've received uh, the list of stories for today, and every single one of them made me laugh out loud. Oh, yeah. Um, fantastic comedian, has a show on Hulu. Uh, you, you see her everywhere. I'm so excited to introduce her. Ladies and gentlemen, Mary Mack. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, we, we've known Mary for 100 years. She started <laughs> at the same club as us, uh, mm. started uh, in Minneapolis at Acme, and uh, I, can't, I, can't, I can't wait. I also saw the stories, and I'm, I'm super excited. Yeah, I, the first time I saw Mary perform, I was like, I was blown away because I was just like, wait a minute. You don't have to do, not everyone has to do comedy exactly the same. How does this work? You get to go outside the lines a little bit. So I was, I remember w watching you from the back and just being like, "What? this is fucking great. Thank you, Chad. I remember yeah. always being totally embarrassed to perform in front of anybody from where I was from because I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't ready to do comedy. So I would just do like a half an hour of ideas of things that could be comedy. <laughs> well, I think that's comedy kind of. Yeah. It kind of is, but I never wrote it out. I was like, okay, if people like this after this paid production, then I'll <laughs> consider writing a joke out of, out of it. <laughs> there are two women in Phoenix, Arizona that saw me back in April that just this week posted on my Instagram that uh, do not like just going on stage with ideas. Mm. They want it flushed out. They want it to be as funny or funnier as everything you've ever done on Pandora. And they, and they, okay, I know we're not getting into the story, but so, so they waited this many mo months to say, we didn't think you prepared for that show. I posted, I wore a shirt that I didn't realize looked like a brick wall. And I also didn't realize a brick wall was going to be behind me this weekend. So were you I looked Stir like, crazy? I was at uh, uh good nights in Raleigh, North oh, Carolina, right. which yeah, by the way, nice. Thank you for every single person but six of you that came out. Yeah. Such a fun weekend. Also, Virginia Beach. That was awesome. So I appreciate everyone that made it to the shows. But I, so I, I wrote uh, comedian or chameleon. Just a dumb thing for Instagram because I don't post very much and I always get in trouble for not posting. Not You get it. And so then this woman wrote this big, long post. Her comment was, uh, I'm not sure. I saw him back in April in Phoenix. Oh, yeah. And I was very disappointed to see him in real life. He <laughs> seemed so confident and so funny on his Pandora station. And then I saw him in real life, and it was quite the disappointment. And I was just like, well, then pick fucking Chameleon. Yeah, I know. What do you mean you don't know? That's so bad. So she, well, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm, I was disappointed to see him in real life. So she should be extra happy that you're posting on social media instead. Exactly. Not real life, lady. Five stars. Soak it up. Yeah, sorry. That's, there's all, all of that. There's That's all right. That. I got to hear this. Uh, I have to hear this story about your brother. Oh, okay. Well, it's going to be on my CD too. And I'm going to try to do it not how it's done on stage so that we have more sure. to work with. Finally, a comedian brings something album worthy into this show. We get just fucking guys like Mike Cronin <laughs> who come in here like, I went to the store the other day. Is that a story? I don't know, Mike. Do you think it's a story? <laughs> well, <laughs> OK, so so I have a brother who's been wanting to steal the ATM machine from our rural intersection for a really long time. <laughs> like, he, he, he had been thinking about how to do it, talking about it, going over there, looking at it. 
for years okay years um this brother yeah he he was planning and this brother didn't doesn't have a driver's when i was younger i don't know if you know this but when i was 17 i concocted a saline solution to break into pop machines where you would spray it in the dollar changer and then it would cut all the circuits and you would get everything now my plan before that was to do an ATM machine. Oh, gosh. And the friends that I was with talked me out of it. And thank goodness, because we broke so many pot machines that it was a felony. <laughs> but if we would have broken, if we would have tried an ATM, that's a federal <laughs> offense. And that doesn't come off your record. The pot machines did. The ATM would not have. So I don't know if your brother knows that stealing an ATM is a federal offense and prison worthy. Well, but, uh, he has had other federal offenses. So <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't aware of any no of those. Pussy Chad. And, and that's, the, that's the only way he sobers up if he goes to jail for a couple years. So it's all a part of the plan. And it's cheaper than Hazelden. We don't have that kind of money. One time we put him into a... Uh, uh, Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. Wisconsin doesn't have any right to open any kind of sobriety house or rehab whatsoever. It's like, oh yeah, let's let's have all the. You can't have the people who are the worst at something try to fix that thing because they're so bad. Right. So so like right. it was a three day rehab. If you've been drinking every day, all day, blackout drunk for thirty five years, Wisconsin says, hey, how about a how about three days? In, in, a, in a lodge next and if you, to the brewery chad yeah i know i was just gonna say and if you if you get through the three days you get a ticket to go to the line kugels tour <laughs> That's exactly. you gotta walk there you could yeah. walk there well he had to walk there he doesn't have a driver's license so <laughs> hey these are already bits that are better than what i plan on recording i have a question is your brother my dad <laughs> Maybe he's your dad. all right he is 17 years older than me, but here's the thing. He like, he's had a really hard life. Like he, he's been, uh, uh, if you call it freelance, um, he's been, had been working as a carpenter. Right. But, um, you get a bad name if you're, if you, you drinking, you're drinking at work and, and things are crooked. Mostly if things are crooked, you get a bad name. <laughs> so, so he has, so he had to stop that ages ago. So he's just got all this time to think about it. Like, and then he'll take side jobs, but it's been really rough for him. Like he's always broke. He, um, it's just really sad, broke, alcoholic. He got ran over by the skitter. A, a few years ago and a lot of people don't know about the skitter and that's like but it's like a it's like a more aggressive bulldozer people use i was a, gonna say is the skitter the guy who runs the uh who runs the rehab that should be skitter the name of the guy who runs rehab it should yeah, be hey skitter. skitter hey skitter get your ass in here there are two people drinking line and kugels and it is their third day skitter had a few and killed another one of our inpatients again <laughs> Has there anything more Wisconsin than he went to rehab next to a brewery and then got run over by a skitter? <laughs> well, he got he didn't get run over by the skitter until he got home. So okay. yeah, okay. the rehab didn't work. Surprise. Uh, anyways, so like a lot of people listening to you might not know a skitter is like a more aggressive bulldozer. And it's like used up there for people like that want to clear their land or if they're bored. But Scott was actually on a job and and the his partner at this job for excavating this site, his name was Arm. That's his name. So Skitter isn't far off, but this guy's name is Arm. My mom says it's Swedish. So <laughs> he gets run over by the Skitter and can what I, people don't can know. Can I ask a question before you? Is it spelled A-R-M? Yes. Awesome. I think it might be short for Armand. But also, I'm no. like, is that Swedish? It's not. That's definitely not. I think it's this guy's just. I don't. Arm. I don't agree with your mom. I come from very Scandinavian roots, and I've heard a lot of Thorbjorns. We know mm -hmm. a Chow. I've never mm -hmm. heard yeah. like it's Hans and front, you know. And there's Arm. <laughs> Hans, Franz, and Arm. Yeah. Or, or like, yeah. Ar arm. Arm sounds like he he might eat olives, and that's yeah. not very Scandinavian. Well. 
Wow. Anyways, so this skitter, maybe it wasn't even a skitter because they're both drunk, but the the problem with it <laughs> was the problem with it was it it didn't have wheels. Like this is a bit a legit bit that I do. It it had tracks. So can you imagine it had tracks? So it takes a long time to get ran over by it. <laughs> like it's not just a clump in a clump. It's a and like. You gotta be under there. So you have to be patient is what the, the point is. <laughs> so he he did have to go to the hospital with crushed lungs. And then um I guess he's always seems to be okay. He and he's <laughs> he get, comes comes back to his shack, right? And then he goes through his arm the next spring, or goes through his leg the next spring with a skill saw. And so then he's really hobbling. Just like I'm glad you actually I'm glad you corrected yourself and said leg because I didn't know if it was his appendage or his, his business partner. Yeah. yeah, he so, cut into arms leg pretty good there. There was a fair <laughs> amount of blood. Yeah. So so he's really I mean, it's been rough. Right. And and so like he really wants to stay steal this ATM machine and I want him to have it like I just want him to have it. it something has to go right. Plus that's a long time in jail. So he'll sober up for free. And, and he brags about it too. He always brags about, do you know the American population has to pay $76 a day for me to be in jail? And that he's, and that's like, that's, that's more brag. than you spend on a hotel. <laughs> so, <laughs> it is so, so, okay. Um, he, where are we? Oh, so I want him to have it. Right. And then he'll go down there in our bank at the time before all the rural banks closed was a, a mobile home. So the bank in our unincorporated rural intersection A&H was a mobile home. And so right. the ATM side, have you ever tried to fit an ATM machine into a mobile home before? No, I would assume you'd have to build a mobile home around the ATM. You are correct. And we don't have that kind of money. So the mobile, the ATM machine's outside, right? Because they okay. can't get it in the door. So then um, the, the bank, they're like, well, we're going to have to pave the parking lot now so we can bolt down the ATM because you can't bolt down into dirt. You can't. Chad, have you ever tried to bolt something down in the dirt? Yes, I certainly have. Did it work? Absolutely not. Right. So you got a, ju a jungle gym landed on my children. Oh, yes, no. correct. It really yeah, happened. it's all right. It's okay. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it wasn't a whole jungle gym. It was monkey bars only. But yes. Oh, correct. gosh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You got to put some concrete down there. So we got <laughs> we got the thing bolted in. Then they put up four pillars around it and then a steel roof. And in my bit, I say that it's the safest place to be in a tornado. Like that's what we do with that drill in school. All the kids chain themselves to the ATM machine. We've never lost one. So it's in there. And my brother will hobble over from his shack through the woods, right? And he has to start out. He starts out before bank hours, but he's so slow that he doesn't get there until people are at the bank. And, and he'll walk around. He, he walks around the ATM machine looking at it, and it's creepy. And then what happens is my nephew comes over to the bank because my nephew manages the bank. And, and it's not his kid. He's got it's an not... inside man, and this is his plan? Well, listen, my nephew's a goody-goody. My nephew, bank manager, comes out, and he's like, what are you doing, Uncle Scott? You don't even have an account here. And, and Scott doesn't have a bank account. But Scott, for real, tells my nephew, well, I'm just looking at how far these leg bolts go down in the ground in case they want to steal this thing. Because other than wanting to rob the bank, Scott's pretty honest. And then <laughs> I'm like, whoa, the ball's rolling. The community is aware. Like, everybody's rooting for Scott, you know? I, I, I'm like, oh, fudge, how are you going to do it? How, how, you don't have a driver's license. You don't want to use a skitter. That's bad memories. You don't want to get PTSD when you're robbing the bank. So then my brother says, he goes, well, some of these lawn tractors got a lot of torque on them. And I'm like, oh, God, well, okay. I guess he would know. And 
because I did the I tried to figure it out and I was like we're three hours from the Canadian border I guess do you have a utility trailer and then he goes no and he doesn't have any money or nothing so he's like I'm just gonna yank it out and go and they go 10 miles an hour so I tried to figure out 10 miles an hour normally three hours to Canada how how long is that and then you get worried because half of it's like state or national forest so and the fire warning is so high and there's already been fires right so so like if you have you ever drug he's gonna raw dog an atm machine up the asphalt road to canada and that's steel on asphalt it's a lot of sparks guys so many sparks and the whole problem to me is like well he's not gonna get arrested by the police he's gonna get arrested by the dnr for sparking up the forest and then they're gonna be like oh is that an atm machine it, you know so it's problematic plan but here's the real twist in the story now the, the bank closed <laughs> and this was all scott's hopes and dreams they took their atm machine they could have respected us by at least leaving an atm machine up there but they didn't even they didn't even leave that they, they just took everything right so, so I'd love to. I'd love to see them leave the ATM, take the cash out, but just a note that says, "Great job, Scott. Proud of you. <laughs> well, job well done." I mean, at least it would have given some project to work on, even if there wasn't money in there. He might have just worked <laughs> at it just for fun. Now he's back to drunk skidding, and that's not going to end well. <laughs> you don't want to not for arm, anyways. <laughs> I don't know. No. So, so, so here's the the next twist in the story is that scott's shack burnt down <laughs> so because you're like this is the tragedy it's like it's high tragedy because this story is a comedy set but it's like it's it's so tragic because it just keeps getting sadder and sadder and sadder and and like because people are like oh poor scott all his hopes and dreams and no that's gone the bank's gone and now things can't get worse for scott but they can't because his shack burnt down and that i don't a lot of people we didn't feel too bad that happens if you tend to pass out a lot while you know smoking and sure, you don't have sure. running water like it i mean <laughs> he you know what he did was shack started on fire so it took him about half an hour to walk he doesn't have a phone either so he had to walk through the trail to my sister's bar surprise there's a trail from his shack to my sister's bar <laughs> And he hold on. Is this just does your family have a town? Yeah, it's the intersection of A County Road A and County Road H. My sister <laughs> at least relinquished the bait shop and now at least she doesn't have a monopoly on the bar and the bait shop. But Oh shit. One of her daughters just bought a building next to the on the other across the road from the bank for crafts. So now it's going to be like just uh, it's a effing commune up there. But so 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 anyways, so at the bank, so his, his um so what here's the next twist. There's like three twists. My sister bait bait and bar mogul Carrie <laughs> bought the bank. Oh, she bought interesting. the bank. Mogul home $40,000 say uh, cheap for a bank, expensive for a mobile home. <laughs> you know, they didn't even take the vault out or nothing, and it still looks like a bank in there. So, like, you got to undo it. I'm going to open a sandwich shop in there. Well, oh, so she didn't buy the actual business of the bank. She bought the building structure. that the bank used to exist inside of. She bought the structure. Yeah. Sure, 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 sure. So, so, <laughs> so, so now, guess where Scott lives now? In the bank. You got it, Chad. Yes. Lives in the bank. And this is where it becomes a Shakespearean story. It's got irony in it because not only every morning does Scott have to look out into at a bald spot in the parking lot where where his dream was once, once bolted <laughs> down to a freshly paved surface. It's gone. Not only that, he has to live within his failure. Do you see this? Like he's living inside of the system. He he. It, it's it's like he, the the tag of the story is. I always say he was ready to go to prison, but he wasn't prepared for emotional jail. That that's the that's the thing. But it's like 
it's high it's high tragedy and comedy you, you know you see Not so many comedy. of these stories like in movies where people want to rob the bank mm -hmm. but the vault has this weight system or whatever and they get yeah. stuck in the vault and this has actually happened to your brother but just in a roundabout way <laughs> yeah. i love it so much <laughs> He's like still stuck in that goddamn vault. As somebody whose entire dream was to move and perform comedy and now is trapped inside a <laughs> small town Wisconsin bank of a body, I can really <laughs> connect to this story. I can really understand Scott's struggle. Yeah. So, so like, it's just, it's really sad. And then my sister was like, Scott, if you got to go out and smoke, smoke and back so that people don't know you're living in my sandwich shop that's going to open someday. So like, <laughs> it was so sad because there, uh, there's just like a big parking lot in front of him, not even an ATM to block, block the view or nothing. So like, he's got to go out back and just sit there and do nothing. And even now to get to the bar, he has to cross a road, which is really dangerous for him to cross sure. a road whereas before at his shack he could just walk through the woods on a trail and now it's like oh everybody was terrified that it's going to get ran over it is a very busy intersection bait shop taxidermy there was cheese for a while and it's like every all the hot spots of the county are basically at one intersection it's high traffic area i would love if later we found out that this isn't a real town but Mary has bought a huge plot of land and she keeps her family members <laughs> drugged up and then kind of runs this runs this fantasy world in her head. Just like, and now Scott's going to live in a vault, but he has to cross the street. And then she hires people to drive fast across the street. Or I can't, I can't remember what the movie is, but I think it starred John Cusack. And it's from about like 15, 20 years ago. And it's all these characters at a hotel and they keep getting murdered one by one by one by one. Oh. And they're all trying to figure out who the murder is. And the reveal at the end of the movie is it's a therapy session and it's a guy with multiple personalities. And one of them is a murderer and they're slowly killing off all his personalities to try to kill off the murderer. I would like if you just pulled out and, and Mary is Mary is Scott and her sister and her nephew. <laughs> I want to see this John Cusack movie. You don't know the name of it? What's it's, gonna, it's called The Room, isn't it? It's, it's gonna, called The Room? It's going to drive me absolutely insane, but I don't, uh, according to Amber Harper, I don't care about this show enough to try very hard. So uh, I Whoa. am going to... I don't know uh, who this is, but you're. this must be really an email that happened. You. We may have I, gotten an email, and you know exactly who this is, and Amber Harper can eat my ass. I'll look up the movie. Hey. You already said that. Hey. I've tried to sell a script about this intersection and people. And it's called, sorry, it's called 1408. 1408 is the name of the movie? Yeah. It must be the room in which he hmm. sees all these things from. Or they're keeping European time, right? Abs oh, that could be also that. But 1408 sounds better as a room. I put number 1408 so I don't get confused. What were you going to say? Sorry, when I interrupted I you. I tried to sell a script about this. Well, I didn't show it to hardly anybody, but um, I, about this intersection. And the um, movie is called the movie is called Identity. Fourteen oh eight is a different movie. Fourteen oh eight is also a, Ju uh, a John Cusack movie where a man who specializes in debunking paranormal occurrences uh, checks into the fabled fourteen oh eight room in the Dolphin Hotel. Oh, uh, sounds like a Halloween special. Also, Dolphin Hotel sounds like a Disney Channel show. But yeah, <laughs> Identity is, and believe it or not, uh, one of Mary's uncles runs a Dolphin Hotel at the corner of A and H. I'm trying to do some of the dialogue for Dolphin Hotel. A, lot, a lot of the script is... <laughs> <laughs> The name of the bait shop is Dolphin Hotel. <laughs> oh, God, that's the worst. It's a better joke. That was a better joke than mine. But I still knew the John Cusack movie. One to one. It's one one right now. Oh, I yeah. didn't know we were keeping score. Okay, so one, as one. long as we're on John Cusack, I love that movie. I want my $2. But I can never think of the name of the movie. It's called... Uh, Serendipity. Uh, Say anything. No, it's called To Live and Die in L.A., isn't it? 
Maybe say anything. I don't know. It's not say anything because say anything is when that's not that one. Okay. Say anything is when he yeah. sits down and the and the dad goes. Uh, so what do you want to do? And he goes, Well, I don't want to sell anything or buy anything, or I can't remember produce anything. I don't want to buy anything that's produced. I don't want to produce anything that's bought. I don't want to sell anything that's produced. And he just goes round and round. And it's when he. That's when he holds up uh, in your eyes on the yep. juke. On okay, the romantic box. one. Yeah. Okay. So we gotta find that two dollars movie, and you guys seem to like my story about the A and H intersection. Tony, oh, I love it. I think the you should absolutely sell the script. Well, guess what? Uh we need to find some mogul of entertainment who is from my town because. Uh, everybody, I, sh anybody I ever talked about it to is like, people will never get it. Well, it's like, Jesus Christ, there's a whole visual in front of your face where people get it. Like you explain it to them by showing them a picture of it. And this is what I, I think, I, I don't care. I'm fired from everything anyways, probably. But this is where people in the entertainment business have been failing the united states population by but i guess there's shows like i haven't seen fargo the show yet but i guess oh, that's so good about that's so good that's about uh, do they do a good job of the smaller towns or yeah like if you were to come up with the most fuckety people you've ever met in the midwest they really make it seem like that's all of us but mm -hmm. yeah they do a, they do a pretty good job also side note better off dead Oh, yes. Ooh, yeah. He plays Thank high you. school student Lane Meyer, who is suicidal after his girlfriend breaks up with him shortly Better before Christmas. Dead. To live and die. Yeah. yeah see? Thank you. So close. Thank you. I want my $2. I love that line. Yeah, he keeps coming back, the little delivery, the paper delivery guy. Yeah. I have a dog that's like that. I'm, and every time I see my dog, <laughs> he's always sitting there staring at you. And I always say, I want my $2. <laughs> my little dog. I have to hear I have to hear more about your family. You also have a story about your sister. Yeah, this one's going to be a book. <laughs> I can't say bad words about my sister because um Is this the sister that owns the she bar? She owns the town. Yeah, she owns a bar, bank and bait shop. She likes to have control. So unfortunately, um a little over a year ago, one of my sisters who doesn't want to have any control um, passed away, my sister Katie. And okay. um, my uh, sister Carrie, you know, all summer, that summer, I was like, hey, we should get online because my sister Katie had no family. She, I mean, she, we were her family. So my sister Katie's mom, my mom, is alive i'm alive carrie's alive we're all here we're her closest family so sure. all summer i was asking hey we don't want to necessarily get our our headstone from the funeral home because it's super expensive so we can just do it ourselves somewhere else and um it wouldn't be a problem but we've had why are we concerned about this? Because we've had eight deaths in my family, so that's a lot of tombstones. Jeez. Holy shit! So we we it's it's a concern, right? So um, it's not that we're cheap; it's just a concern. And so all summer, I said, "Yeah, Carrie, we better get online and then show some to mom and pick something nice and put it up there." Um, and so because we had more people coming because we also had my brother's funeral coming so I was like well I guess we better get this done before the people for my brother's funeral come but I'm like nobody else seems to be upset this show got very sad we started with a very happy I mean not happy that's also a sad story but it was funny at least but here's the deal sure my sister well, I, have, I have so many questions. hilarious Time story out. about your brother who uh, got run over by a skid <laughs> a skidder and is a raging drunk and now lives inside a prison of his own dreams ah, the, <laughs> so, but, ah, the good times okay so I'll just say this thesis so that you guys aren't in a hole here so my sister without talking to anybody um somehow had a, uh, a convention with her girls. She's got four girls. They all live on the same road. It's really mm -hmm. weird. Um, yep. they, they had their own convention. It's not weird. I think that's cool. My sister called me up. She went, called me up last, so 
so a year ago in the last September and um she goes hey guess what I got Katie's tombstone and I was like oh really she's like yeah you want to know what I put on it and I was like okay she goes I put I put God beer family on it and, and then and then she goes you know she was very apologetic for a second she goes because you know because you know Katie did like God in her own way I that's was like, the part she was apologizing for he was apologizing for the part most people have on their headstones that's the part she felt might not go over so good with everyone else so, I have a lot of questions. Okay, so uh, when you were having this conversation about the headstone, Katie had already passed. Oh, yeah, and I had been trying to okay. get one for a long time. And then Carrie sure. just went off on her own. She doesn't even have the Internet, so she had to get all her girls to get their data phones. <laughs> and, then I'm, and then a few days, and then she goes, what do you think of it? What do you think of it? And then um, I go, well, I got real quiet. And I was like, well, I guess I don't really like it. I, I never said before in my life, have never been asked my opinion by my sister. So I, I said, well, I guess this is the day I'll just share my thoughts. Um, I don't really like it. And I, um, she goes, and don't tell mom, don't tell mom what it says. And I go, and I also feel like, maybe you could have included me and mom since she doesn't have any other family. And, and then my sister hung up the phone and has never talked to me again. And this has been what? over since, a year. So that's over a year. Wow. Over a year. And we didn't even talk at the, the next week, my brother's funeral was happening. We didn't even talk there. And so, and so is this, is this, that wasn't Scott. No, no, that was not my okay. younger brother. Okay. So, okay. yeah, but we thank God you saved that first story, Chad. <laughs> but, but, um, so my, my, um, yeah, but she did text me this. She did text me this before, um, she text, how does she tell? Oh, they got her an iPad. She doesn't have a cell phone, but she has an iPad that can send an iMessage. Sure. So she texted me from her bar account because that's all she's got she goes fine i'll put the fucker in my garage then in and, and, and then and then she, that's the last thing she's she says never talk to me again that's the last thing she's ever said to me it's funny and sad because i still haven't talked to her and it's like what's going to happen when mom dies we're going to have to talk at some point or are we just going to each get our own headstone and 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 so like now um we finally um oh so what three days oh later <laughs> three days later i texted my niece my one niece who lives not in that town she lives in new york city so i was like i was like i just make a joke about this because that's how i deal with things i make jokes and i go hey hey were you part of were you part of that group that designed a white trash etsy state fair slogan for my sister's headstone thinking my <laughs> other snarky niece might laugh but what my snarky niece did was she showed the text to her mom, my sister, oh. and then she got all of them mad at me. Oh, so, so, so then it the was, sheep. yeah, so now I'm the asshole. But I didn't say they were white trash, but all, all it would be Carrie, my sister, my, and her four daughters all got on uh, and was like, you called us white trash? We're not, hey, hey news alert uh i always thought i might be white trash but according to um these ladies uh we're not white trash apparently um and and i never called them white trash but what a relief to find out i'm officially not white trash and yet i have a <laughs> sister with viking colored tombstone that reads god beer family my that Okay, my sister was a gay progressive lady who happened to enjoy wearing camouflage and yet and living in the woods and yet and so my other sister took this storyline way too far and puts a Toby Keith lyric on her headstone. I'm just I, and they don't see the problem. They don't see the problem. And guess what? Guess what? I made a joke about it, but it was true. 
They got it off Etsy. They got it off Etsy. <laughs> oh, it really was Etsy. Yeah. I'm like, did they even come up with it themselves? So I started Googling lyric or Googling like lyrics and t-shirt sayings. And I haven't seen God Beer Family yet, but I'm sure it's out there. If anybody wants it, go ahead and make it a t-shirt. So the whole dream comes true. The whole, <laughs> whole thing comes true. I think they sell that t-shirt in 80% of small towns in America. Right. And I'm like, it's so obvious. And, and the sad thing is I have another niece who is in marketing and should have known. <laughs> she should have known that's like a, a Applebee's saying, right? Like, like that's a t-shirt you buy at Applebee's. Sure. <laughs> but it, it's, it, it's beyond, they're so in this insular world. Is that how you pronounce that? That they sure. just can't see beyond it, or even think to include my mother and me. My mother lives 12 miles away. That's just too far. And they go, you could have called us. Well, we were in a hurry. Yeah, we were in a hurry. We want, I, I'm just like, well, it takes 30 seconds to say, what do you think about God be your family? No, okay, the next one. You have an alt you know ready. You know when I want uh, people to be in a hurry? When you're making a decision about forever. It's literally etched in stone, Chad. Yeah, literally. That's when, I want, that's when I want people to be in the most of a hurry. Well, guess what? My mom and I, we got one of the nieces to apologize and, 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 and we're going to order a different headstone and put it there. And then I guess out of spite, we need to show it to them and be like, how do you guys feel about this? We just want to be inclusive and, and, and like show them like rest in peace or something, you know? Yeah. Sure. And if you're going to go with a Toby Keith vibe to your headstone. My sister would have so, hated that. Well, there are so many, but even if she would have hated it, I mean, she's, you know, there are so many better options. You should have, you could have gone with, should have been a cowboy. That's great on a tombstone. Drunk on a um, plane, how about? You could have gone with, <laughs> how do you like me now? That's a great tune. That's a great slogan. one, Sai. Dude, even even I love this bar, which is very clever. Like, eh, get it? The mm -hmm. bar is the hole that she lives in now. Like, mm -hmm. there's a lot of really good stuff there. there yeah. well, he has a song called As Good As I Once Was. There's a lot of good <laughs> Toby Keith. There's a lot of good Toby Keith, you know. I am going to spend the $2,000 to put as good as I once was, just for my own chortles, <laughs> next to oh, God Beer Family, and then I'll buy I'll buy the real one in my mom's name. But uh, Jesus, I I just want to see how I can top that pile of shit headstone. <laughs> you know where family. I'd love to see a headstone with Vikings colors that said God Beer Family, right outside of a bar that's across from a bait shop. <laughs> that's where I'd love to see it, right on the steps. Well, mate. We could put it there, actually. We that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's a perfect place for it. That's Thank you. Thank you so much. That's a great place for it. It doesn't have to live in her garage. Let her know. It's time to open this family back up. There's been too much pain. As a podcast that takes a special interest in trying to heal families, uh, I would love to have all of your sisters and nieces on just to really ratchet this thing through. And I, I got to tell you, I play one hell of a white trash referee. I'm courtesy and of the red, white, and blue, baby. I saw, I'm glad you brought that up. Mary, it's time to heal. Justin, let him in the room. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just oh. kidding, that be awesome? <laughs> I was so scared. <laughs> I was so scared. None of them would talk to me. Oh my God. This is a I long just... ruse. And then they don't even try to heal. It just becomes like a roast. Oh, yeah. Oh, I... I just want to play guess which one is from New York City. <laughs> she's that a model. <laughs> you want to know why she's a model? The one in New York City? Sure. Because she wasn't smart enough to run the bait shop. So she had to be a model. The whole plan uh, what was a, what a loser. she runs the bait shop. And then, and then you want to know how we found out she wasn't smart enough to run the bait shop? Well, she just graduated from high school and her car was down there we have a trail also between the houses that goes from where I grew up to where my sister lives. So my, um, my dad went down there because my niece came up. I was visiting. She came up. She goes, Grandpa, I got a flat tire. Will you come down and look at it? 
and then um, he went down there and, and she goes, Grandpa, this is my model niece who, who we had high hopes for. She goes, <laughs> Grandpa, she's not 18 or 18, 19, but why is it only flat on the bottom? And, oh boy. And then <laughs> my dad <laughs> retold me this story sitting at the kitchen table. He go, he's, he's, he told me the story and he goes, well, I guess, I, I guess, he said, I guess she could run the bait shop. And then <laughs> he wasn't even smart enough to run the bait shop. So this is plan C. Modeling. I can just see her, her handing some night crawlers to some New York City mogul. And he goes, ooh, I love your hands. Have you ever considered modeling? Well, funny you say that. Because she used to paint her fingernails at the um, register where people would want to be checking out with their hunting licenses and minnows and shit. And she'd be painting her nails. And she wore high heels to the job. So she wore high heels to hot pink high heels and paint her nails at the bait shop job. Checking people, trying supposed, supposed to be counting out waxies and checking people out. I, I have spent a fair amount of my youth uh, growing up in bait shops. We had a bait shop at my family's resort. See? Uh, we would go get that bait from a larger bait shop. The mm -hmm. grocery store uh, has a bait shop near my parents. I am very familiar with bait shops, and I mm -hmm. have seen the sexually repressed Daryls that go oh into these God, places. Oh, my God, there's a Daryl in my script, Cy. You know exactly who this is. <laughs> I'm telling you. You got a 19-year-old model in high heels painting her fingernails at the bait shop. You're going to have every fucking house dad in the county. Well, I think I'm out of minnows again. Yeah, you just, you, you go to his lake place and on the shore there are a million dead minnows because he just keeps dumping them out. Do you want to know? Um, I tried to live in the back of the bait shop because that makes that checks out. That checks out. I tried because I was it was 2009 and I had 2008 2009 and there was a I was living in Los Angeles and then I went out I, I heard I, I heard sounds from outside and I saw a gang shooting outside my window in Los Angeles and then it's like oh no and I saw where they all went and then I ran there's like 10 police cars that pulled up and I ran outside to help the police nobody else in LA helps the police and then Finally, I'm like, they went that way. And then I realized, oh my God, these they live here. Like they live in these buildings. They know I ratted on them. I told on them, I have to get out of here. So within less than a month, I was on the road driving back to <laughs> Wisconsin and, and tried to live in the bait shop in the back apartment. But my sister wouldn't turn off the buzzer that goes off at 6 a.m. When people come in, every time they open a door because they want their bait fast. It, it, sure. They want it fast and fresh right before they go out in the boat. And so then she wouldn't turn it off. It was just too annoying. And then I ended up moving back down to the cities. Well, I know a couple people in that gang, and uh, they were asking me about you, and they were like, uh, we, we're supposed to kill her, but she lives in a bait shop, and we think that's worse. So they just let you live in the bait shop. They go, we heard there's a buzzer that goes off, so we're just going to let her live it out. My dad and I moved all my shit into the bait shop. It was a pretty nice apartment back there, too. And we moved all our stuff, my stuff in there. And my fucking sit. I'm sorry, guys. I'm a clean comic. You might not want swears on this. We love swears. She wouldn't. Uh, swears are our home base. We encourage it. She, she wouldn't. This is the same sister with the tombstone. She refused to turn off. I mean, like, I was going to work for her. I was going to pay her rent. It's just a win situation for her. More of a win for her lose for me and she st she wouldn't cut the wire to stop the buzzer <laughs> and so it's like anytime, anytime i couldn't handle it and i and then i i just left can you <laughs> and i i keep replaying this family you keep introducing members it's so much fun well there's a there's a lot of members and it gets sad, but it can be funny if I get outside of it, you know, if I look at it from 
Right, and here's the great thing. It's like all the listeners are outside of it. So mm-hmm. I bet it's been giggle fit central. Yeah, I this hope was so. listen. This was so great, Mary. Thank you so much for for being a part. Yeah, of you you tell people uh, tell people what you want to promote, where you're well, gonna be, where they can find you. Let, well, let me do it here too because I I loved your I loved your last album, uh, and yes. I, it's I mean I love all your albums. You know, there's there's five five of them now, right? Are we up to five? Yeah, they're not tight. There's two that I never released because I. I, it hurt too bad to go back. It hurt too bad to go back and go through the, even though it's just like the audio footage, it still hurt me too bad. I mean, I, sure. Mrs. Taco Man, your last one, I fucking loved. Pig Woman was so great. Uh, if, if you watch the show uh, Solar Opposites, you can hear Mary on there. And, on Hulu. And mm-hmm. she's touring all over the place now that we're back open. And it looks yeah. like the best place people, they can get it on your website, marymackcomedy.com. But also, if you follow marymackcomedy, all one word on Instagram, uh, you can get uh, all of her dates as well as the goings on with her and the humans who are around mm-hmm. her. So, and you're, you're going to be you're going to be in the you, the Southwest coming up soon here, aren't you? I'm going to Southeast Wilmington, Southeast. North Carolina. Wilmington. Yep, Dead Crow um, comedy for uh, Halloween, and then Des Moines and Omaha one nighters to be like, remember me? I used to work here. Um, that's that's what that tour is called um november two and three so and then you guys probably have more fans in california i don't even know if anybody knows me i've never been to those they, improvs usually, they usually swarm your instagram and and i just checked before before i said it mary puts all of her dates up on uh, up on her instagram uh, a right. week or two in advance so chicago and- keep your eyes peeled um, and a, a, a personal right. plug, a personal plug. I'd like to say December 18th, yes, you and yes. Tim Harmston are going to be in Battle Lake at Stella's, yes. which is like kind of a, uh, Battle Lake a personal Michigan, like a Minnesota, project. Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. 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 So Battle Lake, Minnesota. And uh, check that out. There's only a hundred uh, and some tickets for that one, but it's it's a very, very fun deal. So uh, make sure you uh, check out all her shows. Thanks. Uh, follow her on Instagram. And um, the show on Hulu is great. Thank yeah, you, so guys. I, I was excited to see you today. I haven't really seen any comics much the, other than the ones that have been coming to open at these these clubs. So it's nice to see old faces, not old, <laughs> old friends, old familiar faces, but youthful old faces. That's nope, that's, nice you, you that. were you were right the first time. You didn't have to. Okay. Yeah, I feel like people I'm are 10,000 years old. Okay. <laughs> well, um, just uh, just a reminder. I gotta go. All right. Thank you guys so much. Uh, am I closing the show? Okay. Bye. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.